Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of This Isn't Taboo. Yeah, another one. Seven. Yes, lucky number seven. Um, we're so excited that we made it to number seven. Like, this is amazing. Well, how long? We started, what, this seven weeks ago? Eight. Yeah. Eight weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did take a week off. Nice. So we've been, oh, man. Um, so thank you so much, everybody, for sticking through for the past eight weeks. For real. We really do appreciate it. Yes, you really are. You really are the real MVP. Who said that? Was it Kevin Durant? Durant. I don't like him. Yeah. I yeah. dislike him. Why? What's wrong well, with Kevin Durant? Weak. He's weak. He called his mama the real MVP. That is a strong that's statement. Not why, that's not why say. he's weak. Oh. He's weak because he couldn't carry his own team, so he had to go join a superstar team to a super team to win Everybody to win does one. that, though. No, no, no. no. This whole team is literally the whole Western Conference All-Stars. Like, that team. It's literally all four of them. <laughs> so, I guess we're going to have a topic and talk about sports and who's, like, the weakest link. Honestly, I feel like the weakest link is, what is his name? Um, uh, Not Westbrook. Um, uh, The guy who's always getting injured all the time. Anthony he Davis. Plays for the... Who? Anthony Adey. He plays for the Pelicans. No. He played for the Bulldogs at one point. Um, Derrick Rose. He's old news. See, I didn't even <laughs> think about him because he's old news. Um. So, anyways, everybody, welcome back to another episode of This Has Been Taboo. So excited to have you guys here. Um. This week's episode, we are going to be talking about technology, uh, which I'm super excited about because we have um, four new perspectives that are incredibly brilliant perspectives. So I'm really excited to have them to come on board to uh, share their perspective in terms of technology and everything like that with us. Um, so uh, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and have Stanley say a quick hello to you guys and tell you guys, you know, what's been going on with him and everything like that. And then after that, we'll talk a little bit about how um, this is a taboo dinner went in Atlanta. Bro, hold up. I just noticed you have a hoodie and a jacket on. You cold? Yes, because it's cold in my house, man. Dang. I'm Haitian. We don't put the heat on in my house. <laughs> Uh, we have like we have individual heaters that we have in each room so yeah that's how that works well uh what have i been up to too much too little quite a bit uh just really been learning a whole lot out here um about life technology <laughs> a whole lot about technology actually so much that i'm just like my brain needs to relax so mm -hmm. I can, you know, recoup on all that. But um, just overall life in general and how to work and deal with uh, different things from different perspective and listening, actually using proper active listening skills to, you know, get to where we need to get to. So it's really a whole lot of learning. Stanley, everybody, Stanley is a future uh, engineer who will be working at one of those top tech companies. Wow. So I'm like super proud of him. He's wow. been like okay. studying like extra hard and like every time I'm like talking to him, what are you about to do? Do more coding stuff. So it's pretty great that, um, you know, we're having this topic and we're having like, you know, software engineers who are in the field to come and and talk about this topic. So I hope you guys really enjoy it. Um, it might be, uh, you know, uh, informational for most of us. Um, a lot of us 
we never really get to hear it from an engineer's perspective. So I hope this one is a, an educational podcast for everybody. Definitely. Um, Stanley, do you have anything to say? Not really. Um, no, no, no. Just, no? Just, just ready to get this conversation started. So am I. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to go ahead and call our first guest. Um, his name is Freddie. So Freddie and I actually, um, Freddie was a recruit of mine. Um, Freddie works, um, he did work at Microsoft uh, for an internship. So he's currently in school right now. Um, I will allow him to tell you guys a little bit about himself. Pretty smart individual. Um, I think you guys will get a chance to learn a lot from Freddie. Um, so I will go ahead and give him a call right now. Hopefully he's online waiting for us and ready to answer. Um, so <laughs> we'll go ahead and give uh, Freddie a call. As you can see, we have a new guest with us. We have Freddie with us. Um, I will turn the baton to Freddie so that way he can introduce himself and tell you guys a little bit about himself. But before that, we want to give Freddie a warm welcome. Welcome to This Isn't Taboo, Freddie. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so the floor is yours to tell us a little bit about yourself. Cool. Um, so I'm Freddie. I'm 22. I'm studying computer engineering and applied math. I live in Mexico City, and hopefully I'll be graduating this semester. So, awesome, man. <laughs> hopefully. I oh. hope you are, Freddie, because you, you should be working pretty soon. So. <laughs> Um, very nice. We're so excited to have you. Um, as I mentioned, we're going to have like a couple of other people joining us. Mm -hmm. um, so right now I am going to call David. Um, David is was also an intern of mine over the summer. Um, he's a very uh, bright individual as well. So I will go ahead and give him a call right now um, and have him participate with us. Stanley, did you have anything to say to Freddie before? Oh, no. I mean, I'm just... <laughs> We're just gonna go ahead and get this started, you know, and then we'll we'll chit chat a little afterwards. Nice, oh. nice. It looks like David is coming on right now. Hey everyone. Hey David, how are you? Um pretty good. Just finishing some homework. How are you guys? Good, good. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing, Stanley? Well, you know, pollen is kicking my butt, but I'm surviving. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um, can everybody see David? Uh, no, I can only hear him. Okay. Um, yeah, me too, David. Uh, you know? my... hey, you no. Oh, awesome. awesome. <laughs> <It's been> <laughs> so exciting to have you here. Um, both of you guys, really, I really appreciate both of you guys for making the time to come and talk to us about this really important topic. Um, so we had Freddie do a quick little introduction and tell us a little bit about himself. So David, I'm going to turn the floor on to you. Um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and so uh, that way they can get familiarized with you. All right, so my name is David Vega, I'm 21. I study in Mexico City in the National Polytechnic Institute. Uh, I'm not from Mexico City, although I'm from Guanajuato, which is like a little bit, a little state to the north. Uh, right, so I'm, right now I'm writing my thesis. I'm in my last year of school. Oh. And yeah, I'm going to graduate, I think that in December. So yeah, awesome, <laughs> Nice, very nice. What do you like to do on your spare time? Uh, well, recently and mostly right now, I sleep because I have like a shit ton of work. <laughs> but uh, 
Uh, yeah, I definitely love to go around Mexico City and enjoying like different type of food because like every time that I go out in this city, I find just like a really nice restaurant every time that I go out. So I really like to discover that. And um, yeah, and recently I like to travel a lot, or at least I have getting the fun of it. Nice, nice. You and uh, Freddie are both pretty big travelers, which is pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I like live through you guys. Um, so thank you so much for uh, being here, you guys. I do appreciate it. Um, our next guest will be Yvonne. Some of you guys might know Yvonne. Some of you guys might not, but you'll get familiarized today. So I will go ahead and give him a call right now. Um, so that way he can go ahead and um, have to be part of this conversation with us. Hi, Yvonne. Welcome to This Isn't Taboo. How are you? Hey, hey everyone, I'm doing fine. How are you all doing? Good, good. good. Um, so we have Freddie with us. Um, Freddie, you want to say hello so that way Yvonne can, can see who you are? Yeah, hi. I'm and Freddie. then we have David. Hey. <laughs> and then Stanley, if you've been watching, we have Stanley here with us as well. Yes, sir. And uh, Yvonne, we just basically had everybody do a quick intro about themselves and tell us a little bit about them. So do you want to go ahead and tell us a quick intro and just anything that comes to mind about you and something interesting, something you like to do, anything? Um, a few seconds because I'm having Let's see. Let's see. So, let's about me. My name I am living in Quetta, uh, which is close to Mexico City. Um, what else about me? I have various hobbies, like, uh, let's say, I play piano. I like to watch anime, and I like to do competitive pro. And I'm graduating this semester as a software student. Hopefully, I can continue my master's in computer science. Nice. Oh, yeah, that's right. You are graduating with your master's. I remember. Did you get into um, a school already? Actually, I have heard back from both the schools. Um, unfortunately, I have not been accepted to them, so I'm waiting for the rest of the procedures. Okay, cool, cool. Um, Freddie and Stanley, can you guys, can we hear each other? Yeah. 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 Can you hear me? Awesome. Yes, I can hear you guys perfectly fine. Um, so we're supposed to have one more person on here. His name is Ian. Um, can we try one more time to call Ian, uh, Stan? Sure. Thank you. How was your day, Yvonne? Uh, it's been a day, I guess, but I'm here. <laughs> I yeah. I have class tomorrow at 7 a.m., so I have to wake up early. Ugh. I don't miss those days. I really don't. I used to, like, my freshman year in college, I had an 8 a.m. class, and it was a speech class, and I think I missed a lot of those days in class. <laughs> but I still got an A, so it was like, eh, whatever. Like, yeah, still, you need a lot of energy for that. Uh-huh. Yay! Ian is here! Awesome! So we have everybody here, which is amazing. Hi, Ian! Hello! 
Can everybody see and hear Ian? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Ian, we just, um, we have Freddie here. Um, we have, yep. And then we have David. Hey. Um, we have Yvonne. And then uh, we have Stanley, who is always on the show. He is the co-host of uh, This Isn't Taboo. So we wanted to welcome you to This Isn't Taboo. We're so excited that you were able to do it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you the platform to go ahead and talk a little bit about yourself. Tell us anything that comes to mind that you want to share with the world, really. Um, okay. So my name's Ian Glow. Uh, I went to the University of Southern California. Um, I got my ma uh, bachelor's and my master's in computer science. I used to work for Microsoft. I now work for Tesla. Um, there's a disclaimer, which everything I say, it does not represent the company uh, in any way, shape, or form. Um, I'm not going to talk about either company. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm a huge technology enthusiast. I fight with my family all the time about what I think the future is going to look like. So, fun stuff. Well, that's awesome to have you on board. I'm so excited to have all of you guys' perspective. Um, with that being said, Stanley, did you have anything that you wanted to say to uh, everyone, or did you want to go ahead and deep dive to our questions? Let's dive. Let's go ahead and dive. Awesome. In. Let's go ahead and dive. I, you guys should, um, you know, I sent you guys a, a brief synopsis of this. So, um, the first question that I have, which Many people have different views about it, but I wanted to have you guys, since you guys are in the background and making our lives easier in terms of like creating all of these uh, great things for us. So the question is, is technology moving us forward or backwards? So what I will do is I'll have Freddie start first, then we'll go to Yvonne, um, we'll go to David, and then we'll go to uh, Stanley, and then Ian will have you talk, and then I will I will talk at the end. Make sense? Yep. Okay. okay. Awesome. So, Freddie, let me hear your thoughts on this. Um, I really think that the answer depends on, depends on how you define forward and backward. Um, so, like, if you simply define forward as having new knowledge, then the answer is pretty simple. But then, like, if you judge by the other, is it making everyone's lives better? Or, like, is it benefiting? And in that case, yes. So you're, you're saying that you think that it is making everybody's lives easier, so in that sense, we are moving forward? Is that what you're saying? Uh, uh, what I would say is that like from a purely technical standpoint, yes, we're forward. But simply by having newer and shinier things, that does not mean that we're making that they progress like a society, not, not entirely. Technical. Okay. What about you? I know it's uh... not my turn, but I completely disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it's good to disagree. Um, we'll go ahead and have, uh, was it, I said David and then Ian. So David, what do you think about that question? Mm, I definitely, like from the technical point of view, as Freddie said, I definitely think that it's, uh, we're moving forward. I mean, uh, just in recent years and uh, I don't know, like the new technologies have come out. I don't know, I was thinking just like SpaceX, they just launched the rocket a couple of weeks ago. And uh but on the other side, maybe 
on the social aspect of technology it's not going forward but like uh, um in some cases it's like inhibiting like us uh, like or social aspect or it's like insulating us in some kind of way uh but yeah i mean like from my engineering point of view we're going forward um but like from a social point of view maybe not so much uh but yeah okay um, nice actually before we go on I, I actually do want to hear uh ian's point on uh his disagreement there oh, uh, with freddie <laughs> yeah. um it, it's gonna it, end up it's gonna end up just being my what i wanted to say in the entirety um okay. so is it okay if i go right now yeah, yeah sure it works um so i think by every available metric if we're going to look at it from a utilitarian point of view uh technology is only making our lives better um people are worried that technology is bringing us down because of basically social media um that we are influenceable um, that we spend less time talking to each other in person. But even stuff like that has led to things like the Arab Spring, um, you know, where we have a bunch of countries that now are democratic because of social media. And in every other measurable aspect, I mean, we live longer than before. There's less violence than before. We're, mo we're able to communicate more than before. My brother, uh, he's a type 1 diabetic. And without the, you know, insulin creation from, you know, 70 years ago, um, he'd just be dead. And with really modern technology, like uh, uh, insulin pumps um, and glucose monitors, continuous glucose monitors, his life is not even really different from a normal person. Um, and that's a power of technology. He's going to get to live a normal life. Well, you know, people far back would die and people just 20 years ago would have to suffer. Right. Um, we're also getting close to points where like, we're going to save way more lives with things like self-driving cars and maybe, you know, uploading, you know, our consciousnesses even to computers and better medical advances. I, I can't see any way that technology is pulling us back other than, yeah, our, in, our relationships with one another uh, might be more strained and we're maybe more influenceable, but it also means we all have bigger voices. Um, Yvonne, do you have any, any response to say to that? I want to hear what you think um, in terms of the question, whether or not we're moving forward or backwards. Um, so before this, I was really about what other people thought about. And so I personally think that it is moving us forward, but the kind of arguments that I wrote that people are like opposite, I didn't really agree with them. So like most of the people, they, uh, I mentioned that they are like mostly like you're talking about elastic, and you know, for me personally, you're having a face conversation with someone or texting for me. Like, I wanna, I, I will not say that it's like this thing, but I say that it is much different. And my guess that's because I know that there's like a boundary, and I know that if I'm interacting with someone um, through text, I kind of like know up to what point I can like force. And I should be like speaking face to face. So like the arguments like is that so they claim that you know like using like your devices to be like social media and information like every day that leads to people being like not using like their skills to like like you know go for information 
in my opinion, um, that's not always the case. It really depends on what you are going through. Maybe if you're like your whole can social media and maybe that's like a possible example, but like for for a lot of us and especially for people like in the computer science like industry and software industry, I think that we're uh, well trained to be able to just what's good and what's not. Stanley? Um, man, so many great points. <laughs> I, I think um, I, I agree with uh, Freddie's first point that it depends on what you mean by moving forward and moving backwards. Um, however, I do uh, fully go where Ian goes as far as like the utilitarian factor of it. It's been able to enhance people's lives so much, especially when you're thinking about the medical field and um, how how crazy it has gotten. You know, things that people would die from are they're no longer dying from it, and we're able to have 3D models of, you know, the human bodies to make that make studying uh, for those med students a lot easier as well. So all that is due to uh, the advancement of technology. However, in the same breath, the way that it is, it is utilized by the powers that be can also be a bad thing. Um, as far as like, you know, from an engineering um, prospect of it and the way that it is being used to advance uh, humankind, it is definitely great. But then just like everything else, there's, a, there's the other side of it where those who really want control will definitely try to do everything that they can to, you know, push yeah. forward their agenda. Yeah. I agree. Um, my final thought um, to this question is, uh, in general, what I meant by moving us forward is as human, are we being, um, you know, is technology helping us grow as beings? Um, and I think, you know, like Ian was saying, the uh, the ability to, because we've been able to do so much with technology, especially Microsoft actually started a Microsoft Research Next, which they're actually targeting the uh, medical industry, which is amazing. Um, they're using AI to be able to detect some of these diseases a lot sooner. Um, so yes, there is a lot of um, benefits to technology in terms of how we're able to utilize it. But in general, as human beings, I think we're becoming more dependent on technology as opposed to like how we were before. Um, and it's just as simple as, you know, uh, if we need the answer to something, we don't even use our brain anymore. It's right there. We can just Google it or, you know, we can ask Siri or whatever the case may be. Everything is so convenient that I'm afraid that we have lost our human abilities to be able to do things on our own without being so dependent on technology to actually be able to, you know, do everything that we need to do. Um, so in general, when I say is it moving us forward, not so much of our ability to, um, not, not so much of our ability to, uh, you know, progress as a nation, but so much so on an interpersonal perspective, like, we can't even do math in our head anymore because we can just, you know, you know, calculate it. What's the it value over. of doing math in your head? Right. That's so like, true. The the value, <laughs> I guess, you know, if you look back at it, you know, it's it's just the how dependent we are in terms of like technology. Can we do things? Can we be self sufficient like we used to be back in the days, or do we have to depend on technology to take care of everything for us? That's a question. Ian. 
<laughs> um, well, before we were dependent, a lot of us just died. I mean, <laughs> like, um, uh, you, I mean, uh, Bill Gates's favorite book, um, which he recommends all the times is called, uh, all the time, not times, whatever, um, is called angels of our better nature. Um, and it talks about how talks about through education and, uh, through technology basically become more peaceful and, uh, like, I don't know how to phrase this properly, but basically us being dependent on technology, it's not like we were going to get to a place where we are not horrible, cruel animals to each other without technology. Um, and we can even look at the most extreme example, which is the nuclear bomb, right? Yes, we can end life on the planet, but we've also not had a war between major powers after it was created. It has brought about, you know, a you know, mutually assured destruction has brought about, you know, functional world peace right now. Um, so even the horrible things um, that we are dependent on lead us to being better. Um, yeah. Okay. Freddie, what do you think? Sorry, Stan. No, 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 you feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, uh, replying to your point about ut utilitarianism, uh, like, the entire argument bases itself on the fact that we would be taking that as the moral compass, if you will. And, like, there are many other ways of, like, measuring how good or bad things are. Like, I, I agree with you that if you go, like, with an, an entirely utilitarian point of view, then, of course, it's better. But, like, for example, if you look at, for example, in inequality, it, that's been rising. And yeah. that's been rising along with technology, right? So, I, I do agree, but then again, um, like for us, like for me, technology has made things so much easier, but we also have to realize that we are privileged, like we have access to that technology, and like we're like literally yeah. like talking all around the world right now, because we have the time and the tools to do so, but not, not everyone does. And like maybe if we just keep pushing for more technology, what's going to happen is that this divide is going to get bigger. I don't really mind about not being able to multiply or divide in our heads because like right. I, I suck at it and I don't see any value in it. <laughs> I realize that, um, like as Ian was saying before, like we died, we died before we didn't have that, right? And like, uh, how is having having like tools we developed would say that we were losing our inherent ability to. And like right now, I don't know about you, but I cannot even light a fire without a map. Uh, we have come to be so dependent on it. It's not really that thing. As long as we're able to. Who wants to respond to what Freddie just said? Um, David, I haven't heard from you in a bit. So uh, David and Stanley. Um, I actually um, agree with these two guys. <laughs> Um, because, I mean, I was thinking, like, put it in perspective, like, how many machines or, like, how many equipment do you need to bring a new baby into the world? Like, when you go to the hospital and a woman is pregnant, how many machines and, like, doctors and stuff you need? Uh, and compare that to how many machines an animal needs to, I don't know, to bring a baby into the animal world. So, we have become so dependent on technology that uh, it's not a bad thing. I mean, we have become like 
fragile. They're not like used to the game. But these machines just prevent babies from dying. Like, mortality. Yeah, yeah. It's like, not wait. a bad thing. I mean, being dependent on technology has made us who we are. I mean, has kept us alive. And uh, I think that it's actually like a progress. Like, humanity, eventually, when it progresses, it becomes more dependent on technology. Like, technologies are tools to survive. So, eventually, we're going to have more tools to survive. It's like how, uh, it's like Darwinistic, per se. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you, Ivan? What do you think about this? Well, I have to agree with him. Like, technology is not about, it's not all about like the digital world, but technology has been with us like forever. So, we really need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Stanley, I'm going to let you kind of like talk a little bit, but um, I've heard what every everyone has to say, and I've always like, you know, not from an engineering perspective, I've heard people who are not engineers talk about um, how technology is crippling us uh, more than it is benefiting us. And their perspective has always been so much so of how, you know, what I had just mentioned earlier, the dependency that we have and how technology tend to play God. And, you know, we have all of these cool technologies that are, you know, making our lives easier. Yes. Um, and then, but you know, you have a group of people who feel that we take it too far and we we do a little bit too much. So um, before I continue on, I definitely wanted to touch point uh, base on that point, but um, I'm going to allow Stanley to talk a little bit uh, and have something to say based off of what everybody has said so far. Um, the folks who are, you know, I guess, who have an issue with technology and whatnot, they, if they think about it, it doesn't matter what it is that you are a part of or you're using. Um, it can always be used for, you know, bad use and whatnot. Um, so if you're talking about, yeah, we're, we're using it as if it's God, you have to think about the times. Uh, it, when we're creating something, things are a lot more easier now to do than they were back in the day. And it's a lot of manual labor that we no longer have to do. And if you think about it, um, from an, an engineering point of view, and the same, those same people who are saying that, oh, you know, it's bad, it's bad, they use computers at their jobs every day to create spreadsheets. <laughs> spreadsheets, yeah. they have to use Excel every day. And if you think about yeah. it, let's go back to the old days when you actually have to write all this stuff out by hand and do all these calculations, like Ian was saying, for what? It's pointless. You, you're sitting there doing all these type of different calculations. Let's say you have a, a spreadsheet of like 20 items. It will literally literally take you about three to three to four hours to actually go through all the calculations that you have to, as opposed to just doing the sum in like two minutes, you know, using a formula or something. Ian, um, I just want also want to like completely agree with that last point. Like, if we lost all of our calculators, we still understand how it works. We'd still be able to like do math. We just have to get good at it again. Just because we're bad at it doesn't mean we've lost our math skill. It's just we're slow. That's all hell. But <laughs> right, and, so. and, and and I agree with that. There's there's actually absolutely no reason why we need to do math by head or anything. Definitely have to know the basics because even if you have, you know, the device that runs the calculations for you, if you don't know the basics, you might as well not. You won't even know how to. Compute yeah. that right. So, yeah. I say compute, compute that right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's not so much that it, it is crippling us. It's just those of us who know how to use certain certain um, 
applications, it's made our lives easier as opposed to spending three, four hours running this and doing that. We have we have uh, an easier way to do it. And even and if you think about it, computers themselves were actually names given to human beings that were doing all those calculations. Um, so a computer was actually referred to a human being who actually sat, stood there on a blackboard all day long running calculations for NASA and all these different uh, companies. So having this technology that has made this a whole lot easier is definitely a step forward than, you know, backwards. Okay. I can, I can agree with that. Um, like I said, I, I do agree with the fact that in general, we are moving forward because of technology. But I think that with, um, in, in terms of like us as human being, we're lacking the sense of humanity, especially when it comes to social media. And now social media rules technology in a sense, in terms of like, People our age group, we use social media so much and we're lacking that ability to be humans again, to be people who are interactive beings, to be people who are emotional beings. We're so, we have like, what is that thing that you can do with Snapchat? Like, it's like you can a bitmoji or something like that. Like people can be whoever they want to be and they can be su as superficial as they want to be and everything like that. So in that sense, I think we're losing ourselves because of social media because of these platforms that are created and we're using them so much that we're not realizing that we're we're getting lost in the mix um so that's the only thing that i would say but ian you look like he has something to say i'm 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 sorry i'm so vocal but um, <laughs> no, it's okay. uh, um the uh so social media yeah it's doing things to us but there's People in the past weren't better than us because they right. had to interact face to face. I mean, look at how racist people used to be and how violent people like even in recent history, people were horrible to each other. In our generation, we're the nicest generation ever born. Like we actually care about people. We actually have really decent beliefs and value systems. Um, and I can't I can't buy into this thing that my grandparents try and tell me about this generation that we're like since we can't communicate to each other which i still think we can communicate with each other pretty decently mm -hmm. that we're worse because they were racist like i i um, i just I, I um and they were like also not as intelligent like we have like we are better at doing things actually we are more functional in this world um i so I, I I think it's a false premise a little bit that this generation is worse at all. Like, I mean, yeah, we have our issues. Like, we have a high suicide rate and things like that. But um, those are different issues. And those are pro probably related to social media in some way. Um, but I don't think that – I think the individual people of, our, uh, of this generation that grew up using social media are actually, like, really decent, especially across all of history. Right, right. And I would I would touch a little bit more on that. Um, the only part that I would say we are um, a lot more decent is because we're a lot more exposed to a lot more things than we were before. Um, we have the ability to see what our friends that we haven't seen in years, what they're doing and what they're up to. And we have the ability to be exposed to worldly issues and things that we wouldn't even, you know, have 
been exposed to years back. And then not only that, you get to see how people think. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I actually look through the comment sections and I actually read what people are writing. And, you know, it's like people from different parts of the world, um, whether or not they're angry at each other or whatever, you get a better perspective of how different people think, how, you know, the whole world thinks and not just so much of the people that are in your cohorts or people that are within your area or anything like that. So I can agree with that, Ian. I can actually agree with that. Um, does anybody have any rebuttals or anything to say to Ian's response? David? Yes, Freddie. Freddie? Okay. <laughs> oh, David too. Okay, Freddie first and then David. Okay, so I, I agree that um, having social media doesn't mean that we're less good at communicating. It might be that now we're spreading a little bit more like our communication time, if you will, but I, I don't think that because people didn't have like Facebook or, or whatever, now we're communicating less efficiently because like the same argument could be made about the telephone. I'm pretty sure that at the point people were introducing the telephone, they were saying that it was worse than writing a letter, whatever. Right. And like the same argument holds here, right? But what I don't agree is that we are just magically better at being tolerant of nice. We might be better at selecting which people we want to interact with. So maybe we're just in that little nice bubble of nice people. But like you only need to turn around and, and siloing. Yeah there. So I don't th think that by virtue of having social media or having more technology, we are nicer or more intelligent than our previous generations. They might be less um, good at using that technology, but that doesn't mean that they're like either dumber or less adept at communicating than us. Okay. What about you, David? What do you have to say about that? Um, well, um, I think that social media has like a good things or like it's good aspects and like there are bad aspects i mean just look at us like everybody here is like in a different part of the world and yet here we are yeah. talking and uh but yeah i mean i think that the bad thing is that um uh that same thing that you're not even in the place but yet again you can uh i mean it's like the the problem of being like anonymous like if you're not face to face with the person then well you don't have like consequences and uh i certainly think that i mean for example racism doesn't have like ended or like the bad thing is just like as you said before like we're just a little bit more exposed and um and even then like people still like through social media or, like social inter uh, like social stuff they still do like those kind of things just like more um selected or like at least not so much people or like a lot of people are like keep it to themselves but then again it still exists so yeah it's still there um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with what Freddie said, like, uh, not because we have like this kind of technology, we're going to be better. As I said before, it's just like, we're more exposed and, uh, but then, uh, then again, it like makes us a little bit more, um, I don't know how to say like together, like it bonds people a little bit more in some cases, like for example, like. 20 years ago, we wouldn't be like talking with other people from all over the world at the same time, or like we wouldn't have friends like in the other side of the planet. But nowadays that's possible. So that's like a really good thing. Um, but yeah, it has like its highs and its lows. So it's not like all black and white also. Right, right. Stanley? Um, I, oh, well, Yvonne, uh, we're going to get back to you right after Stanley speaks. 
Okay. While he was th- while he was talking, I was thinking, how many people have gotten on a plane and flew, you know, from one side of the of the of the world to the next? It's just like without technology, you would pretty much have to get on a little boat and travel for like <laughs> ages. So boat technology, <laughs> a boat yeah. does count exactly that too. So unless you know how to swim and you have arms of steel, you know, get ready to swim for you know forever. Um, as far as uh, the, the, the role that social media plays. Um, I think, I, I believe in the notion that there's nothing new under the sun. It's just showing itself in a different form. So there were always fake people all over the place. They always existed. So this is not because of social media. It's just like social media is just shining a light to it now. Like we see it in the toxic, and in the toxic behaviors that, you know, people used to be able to hide now it's all over the place so if anything um social media has exposed a lot of those things so now we're able now we have the responsibility to uh deal with them as opposed to before people would somebody would do something bad to you and it's just like it stays right there and they remain in that same behavior and it's just like no let's not do that anymore let's go ahead and correct that behavior and and you have more of a community there as well it's just just like i said earlier uh if you if you're taking one side of the spectrum there will always be another side of it no matter what it is that you're looking at no matter what the situation it is there will always be two sides of it it's a matter of the user and and how exactly they approach it mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so this is a bit like unrelated but it came to my mind uh and it has to do with the risk of social media so like maybe you can build with social media, a network of people that can communicate freely and so on. But like there are occasions in which people pretend to be persons who they are not in reality. And also like you see like people they call like keyboard warriors, which are like people whose like I don't know purpose in life is just like, you know, making feel other people bad. So I guess that in some occasions social media can be good but also like you know, it can have like the very opposite effects. Okay. Right. Um, well, honestly, uh, you guys have, um, I've learned a lot um, from you guys, but you know, my perspective in terms of like technology in general has always been that um, it's moving us backwards in the sense, like I've said already, in the sense of our humanity, you know, more people are becoming um, so cold, um, people are becoming more hidden, but in the sense of their true self, not so much their fake self, right? We, we, we showcase a lot of things on social media that are not true to us. Um, and so that sense, in that sense, I think it's crippling us in the sense of social media aspect, but everything else in general, in terms of like, you know, um, mobility wise, um, healthcare wise and everything like that. Yes, I do think it is moving us forward. Um, so my last, well, not my last question, but my next question is now that we've all come to a conclusion that it is based off, like Stanley was saying, the user and how you're using, uh, whether it's social media or technology to benefit you, um, what do you guys think, or what would you guys say to people that are listening that are still on the fence in terms of how, how they feel about social media or not social media, how they feel about technology? What would your final thought be to them if they feel that 
let's say it's a religious person, for example, or somebody who is more so back in the old age and the old, you know, they're used to doing things traditionally. What would you say to them from an engineering perspective? Um, I'm going to start with Freddie. We'll go to Ian. We'll go to David and then Yvonne. And then I'll have you, Stanley, say the last word. Um, so I'd say that first of all, technology is the, like this huge war. It, it encompasses so many things like from social media to like literal bombs. So mm -hmm. it's really hard to make a, a blanket statement on how good or bad things are. And like this just come up before technology is everything like this, the chair you're sitting on. So like you should be judging things on how good or bad they are in themselves. So you should just like, it might be bad, like because of actual reasons, not because of the uh, um, So doing things a new way might be different, but that doesn't mean that it's going to be a bad thing. Something that you should know about, please. Okay, cool. nice. Ian? I mean, I'd go with what, um, uh, you know, a lot of scientists would say, including Stephen Hawking, and sucks that he's dead. And I know. Peace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean, he literally said technologies are not good or evil, right? They, it is how you use them. Um, right. And he was quoting someone there too. That's an ancient phrase. Um, but uh, <laughs> the the idea that um, technology progressing is going to is bad in is of itself like is a false premise and how i try to explain that to like an older person would be like okay so we want to have a better life like everyone agrees that we want to have a better world right uh, if you don't then i don't want to talk to you but besides that everyone <laughs> wants things to get better right uh, or should um and if you want to get things to get better you can't really rely on the other aspects because of, of humanity. You can't really rely on politics because that yeah, can shift in, you know, a couple of years and then you can have genocides. Right. Um, you can't really rely on, um, you know, like society in general, because there's, it's just full of trends and things will change and it will swing against what you think is right. Um, and a lot of people say you can rely on religion. Um, but that also changes, and there's also a lot of people who've died because of religion. Um, <laughs> so I would say the, the a thing that has been, a at least in the past hundred years, a consistent force that has been good for the general of all of humanity has just been technology. And people are, everyone benefits, even, you know, the Amish are using technology to make their lives better. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would... I would probably not have convinced them, but whatever. <laughs> um, okay, that was actually pretty good, though. That You convinced me. Um, I'll tell you that. So, David, what do you think? What, do you think? Um, what would you say well, to somebody who's like, you know, 65 or somebody who's extremely religious? Uh, well, I will be like really honest. <laughs> like, uh, technology is not going to stop. I mean, it's like a constant in human evolution, per se. And, uh, I mean, you can get used to it or you can get just, like, run over by it. So there is no, like, uh, I mean, but it's the true, like, eventually you need to get used to the new technologies that come, like, 
Um, even I have seen like all people that now have Facebooks and they get used to it eventually and it's fine. Like, I mean, maybe it can take you some time to get used to it, but it's just like how it is. And eventually, um, maybe ourselves, like, um, right now, like, I don't know, like Skype seems like, uh, like the usual thing to do for like video conferences or like Facebook to communicate with your friends. But maybe in 10 years from now, like there's going to be something totally different. And then we're going to try to stick like to what we know with that. But then again, it's it's like it's, the cycle is going to repeat, even with us. Like, right. Um, so yeah, I think that is just like I'm going to just to say, yeah, it's a constant in the human evolution. Like, it eventually is going to happen. Eventually, it's going to happen to me. So just let's try to keep it up with them till we can. Yeah. Yeah. Vukani, is it okay if I say one thing real quick? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, this is something I always want to bring up when technology comes up and the morality of technology. It's again, it's how people use it. Um, yeah, it's been for good generally, but if people are worried about technology, they should fight for technology to be used right. Yeah. Um, they should fight for, you know, income uh, equality, right? They should fight for net neutrality. They should fight for, um, you know, universal access to medicine. They should fight for these uses of technology that are for good, not just for profit um not just for the the rich few um and you can tell old people that too i guess just hey if you want to be involved push for things technology that you agree with right um but i don't think any conversation of technology should be like ended without someone saying hey we gotta we gotta use it right and we all have a voice you know Mm -hmm. Talk to your Congress people. Uh, you know, we all we all can you know push for technology to be used right. Nice. I'm with it. Yeah, Sorry. I agree. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that you brought the um, net neutrality. We'll we'll touch base a, about that a little bit. Um, but I want to hear what Yvonne would say to somebody who's like you know in their 60s and like super religious. And how would you go about you know convincing them about how useful or how not useful technology is in your opinion? So I will convince them by not. So so if I were to convince them, they wouldn't realize it. Realize it. So like I can think of an example that actually happened, which is like in my dad. So as a kid, I used to spend like a lot of time like using my computer. And my dad used to tell me that he told me that hey, please turn it off. You have been using like way too much. <laughs> and at that point, he had like never used a computer, but. So what I did is that I understood like my dad and his problems and. Right now he's like running a business, and then he was like, "Oh, I have like so many like clients, and I don't know how to like ha- keep track of them." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Well, if you had like a database, then maybe we want to keep track of them." And then he was like, well, "What's that?" And well, like nowadays he's like using his computer to like m- like manage all of his like business. So, so yeah, yeah, basically the key yeah. was what his problem was, and then presenting yeah. to solution which is the technology yeah um it seems like you know the the main thing is education you know we have to educate these folks about the usefulness of uh technology especially you know somebody who's stuck on being traditional um we have to you know learn how to educate them the proper way and then to touch on the point that ian had made earlier not just the proper way but also try to teach them to push for the good of technology as opposed to the, the moral way <laughs> the moral way exactly stanley um different things um if you think about it i think one of the biggest roadblocks for the old generation is the fact that 
everybody know and believe the government to be using t the te technology to you know spy on people and do all that stuff of course and they like, are we're right <laughs> right like is like ian said earlier so so the education for me to them would go back to what was something that was new during their time that their parents fought with or their grandparents fought with so it's almost like basically the exact same cycle except it's just existing in a different form. Mm -hmm. And when we look at how much that enhanced your life back then, think about how much it's gonna impact this generation and the generations to come. So I think once mm -hmm. they uh, see the parallel there and, and they understand how, how well, like Yvonne um, said, for, for his father, you need a database to keep track of all your customers so you know right. and run your business. So once they understand the impact and the value that it brings to, um, what you're doing i think it'll be easy to kind of win them over and then you know if mm -hmm. not just throw ian in there and let ian talk talk to, talk to them for, for, for a little yep, bit ian will get, definitely convince them and um <laughs> and, and uh, uh i I'll, I'll bring something that recently came out was um the internship with owen wilson and a whole bunch of other folks at google when they had you know there were these old heads who went to work for Google as interns and they and part of their uh, project was to get you know the area restaurants to you know buy into their apps so they had to go there and actually convince old folks hey this is why you need this technology pretty much kind of like sell them on you know using technology so I think that kind of would be a, a way for people who want to learn how to convince people watch part of that movie and there you'll be good <laughs> Okay. Well, um, with that being said, I did want to touch a little bit on net neutrality. Um, so we'll go ahead and um, the question that I'm going to ask is, okay, so as some, me, myself, I'm not 100%. I don't understand net neutrality 100%. So I'm going to use you guys as my resource to actually learn a little bit about it. Um, the first question I'm going to ask is how does net neutrality affect us? David, I'm going to start with you, Yvonne, and then we'll go ahead to Freddie, um, Stanley, and then Ian. Right, so uh, first it depends on the perspective. Like uh, net neutrality is actually a thing that came out with Obama, so it doesn't have like a really long time. Mm -hmm. So basically it states that no internet provider can, um, so it cannot charge like if, uh, for entering like a website or like block certain websites or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I mean, there are like good and bad things about neutrality. Like one of the good um, comments about it is that, for example, sites like the Pirate Bay or like sites that offer like piracy and stuff cannot be blocked by internet providers. So because of net neutrality. So with net neutrality, they could block those, those sites. But then again, if the net neutrality was repealed, they could block those sites. Right. Yeah, 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 if it were repealed. So, but then again, if there is uh, no net neutrality, then I don't know, like certain uh, internet provider could charge, I don't know, like for using Facebook, or like for using Messenger and so on. So you have like pros and cons. Um, but then again, it's a kind of recent thing. And before that we were like technically fine. Um, but uh, yeah, it depends on like the perspective of how we see the things and uh, Eventually, like, in, if an internet provider just wants to block, I don't know, Facebook, and you have to pay, like, $5 to use Facebook, then people is just going to go to the next internet provider. So it's just, like, demand and 
provide. Yeah, but but in this country, there's regional monopolies, and that's the problem. If there weren't, yeah. then we could get rid of net neutrality, and there'd be no issue because the free market would step in. But right. that's not how it is right now. Sorry, I know other person's turn. No, 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 no
greediness. And like Ian said, if people want to fight about technology, they need to fight about technology is good. Um, yeah, it's it's all about greediness and wanting more money. If and and if we think about it, and we give them more money if they're faster. Exactly. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> Say that again. And I don't think we would have any issues giving them that more money. Uh, so, but for them, it's, it's it's like Ian said. There's the the free market can't really take over, um, like like we want to, um, because you have those guys in control and they're trying to move pieces to kind of like fill their pockets. And and if you think about it, it's the rich is getting richer, just trying to figure out a way to uh, make money off. The services that they're providing people, which like uh, Freddie was saying, this advice are just flying back and forth to, between servers. So why are you trying to control what's going on, you know, between this server and that server over there? So just let people do what they want to do. They pay you for the service and get out the way. That's really all you need to do. Mm-hmm. Ian? So I have like three major issues with it, um, with repealing net neutrality. I love net neutrality. Like, yeah. I want to be 100% like precise with my words, which I'm pretty bad at usually. But net neutrality is an amazing thing because it means you have access to the entirety of the internet if you pay for access to the internet, um, which is amazing. Like, the, the, the information that an individual can get now alone means you can basically get the equivalent of any college degree if you work at it on your own um like and this is a moral standpoint like yeah they're probably not going to block access to you know lynda.com and charge you extra money for it or block access to wikipedia and charge you extra money but the law right now well it just got repealed so that's the sad part but the way it was is they couldn't block you from accessing that information but the internet as itself is a repository of information that basically is all of humanity's information in one place uh, including entertainment, and you can use it to make your life amazing in a lot of ways. And people trying to take that away from people is fucked. Like, like it is horrible. Like, <laughs> um, number two is like, net neutrality doesn't have to be a law. It could be a business practice. It could be in a, a whatever it needs to be to make you know people buy uh like i want access to everything i'm going to pay for it if someone only wants access to facebook whatever but it can't be that way right now because we have regional monopolies so in arizona where i grew up uh in my city there was one internet provider so if they wanted to make it really hard for me to access wikipedia it would be really hard for me to access wikipedia and that's completely completely unfair um and that's why it needs to be a law. Net neutrality needs to be legislation that says, hey, people can't screw you out of access to internet. Yep. If we had, um, you know, SpaceX right now, um, who I do not represent, <laughs> SpaceX right now, they're uh, trying to build this thing called Starlink, which is going to be um, 8,000 satellites, I think. Uh, it might be more than that, um, to provide uh, internet to everyone and like the whole reason Elon's doing it is because net neutrality, because people don't have options a lot of places. Yeah. Um, and they don't have access to the internet. Um, so, okay, uh, that was the, the moral was first. This is like why it needs to happen. And then the last is like, I don't want to see the internet like a TV. Like TV is horrible and it's dying because it deserves to die because I don't, I don't get to watch what I want to watch when I want to watch it. 
I don't have access to the channels that I want to have access to when I want to have access to them unless I pay like 12, like sometimes like 12 bucks more to get like one show. Right. That's bullshit. The internet is beautiful because it's on demand and I get to pick what I want. And as soon as the internet becomes like, oh, you got to pay for Google, but then you want the Facebook one and you got to build your own package. We just, we've just killed the internet. It, it kills the internet. So we must keep net neutrality, fight for net neutrality. Yes. Yes. And by the way, <laughs> shout out to Elon for doing that. Like, that's, that's, that's smart. Shout out to who? Elon Musk. E- Elon Musk. Oh, he, I, I've heard his name before. He was like owner of PayPal. And then like, he's like, he sold PayPal and like, he's like doing Space, other things right SpaceX. now. Right? SpaceX. 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 Okay. Tesla. Right. Yeah, I'm not like you guys. <laughs> I'm not into tech as you guys are. Um, We're trying to see if you if you would have caught on, but I guess not. Well, I guess I kind of did. I mean, you know, he did own PayPal, did he not? Yeah. Yeah, okay, but he so- sold it a long time ago. <laughs> so I'm a little outdated. Is that what it is? Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. Come on, well, use technology I mean, I to get you there. Come on. <laughs> But he's basically trying to save the world through technology and yeah. through capitalism. He's trying to show that it can be done right. You can you can actually use all these things for pure good. You can yeah. get people off this planet and you can save the environment. He is a he is proving that technology can be used for good. He really is. That's the crazy part. Yeah. Um, do you guys any of you guys have any final words to say, uh, David, uh, Yvonne, or Freddie? No? Not really. No? Not really. <laughs> I think that we well, covered it all. This was actually a pretty good conversation. I actually learned a lot about net neutrality. Um, what I did notice that the good thing is the states have the ability to come up with their own rules as it relates to net neutrality. And Seattle, Washington, or Washington State was actually one of the first, and Oregon actually came up with their own rules as to it relates to what uh, these internet services can or cannot do. I did read that, um, even though I wasn't like 100% in tune as to what it was. I mean, I I had an idea, but I think you guys actually helped me understand it a lot better. So thank you so much for that. Um, With that being said, we are coming to our one hour uh time limit time frame i don't have any other questions in mind does anybody have anything that you want to say about technology um about this conversation um any last words that you guys want to kind of like get out there that's a no Uh, all right i do have something (laughs) Um, yeah reading recently this thing that bertrand russell wrote he was a philosopher uh he wrote about many things, but like one of those was um, how science maybe recently has been changed fundamentally. And he said that before, like when the Greeks were doing science, they did it for the love of knowledge because they wanted to know the thing itself. Uh Now science is a thing where we want to control the thing itself. So like science has moved from a love of knowledge to a love of power. So that, that's something that we should keep in mind as we develop. Like, are we doing this because we just like want to control it, maybe just like for the power itself? Or is it because we are just genuinely interested in making something good with it? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Um, Ian, I'm going to let you talk real quick. But that's a really, really great point. Thank, thank you for putting that up because I was actually thinking about, you know, with nuclear weapons, for example, right? You know, something that can destroy humanity and, you know, seconds. Why do we have that? I mean, what's the point of that? Um, but that's that's something that, you know, has always like been a question to mind. Like, yes, we have all these access to science, to, you know, technology and to do all of these great things with it. But yet we're not we're using it to also do evil. So humanity is being disregarded in that in that perspective. Um, Ian? Um, quick rebuttal to that last one. Uh, like, I think I said it earlier, but um nuclear weapons have brought about functional world peace doesn't mean it's going to stay that way they're probably going to be the end of all of us but right now we do have world (laughs) peace because of these weapons and the only reason we still have them is because politics like you can't no one's ever going to get the disarmament process is process is not going to happen but um anyways about about science and the the love of control um it is a love of control now because it is almost entirely in the hands of businesses um Back in the day, you could do science a dude. You could just be, or, or a woman, just, you know, in the environment or in a laboratory on your own that you could pay for on your own time. And you could discover things. You mm-hmm. could discover the uses of ammonia. You could discover what mercury did. And as time has progressed, we've we've filled out the, you know, the little center of science. And now we have to, we have to get this stuff out here. And it costs more and more money. Um, and ever since the, the 60s, um, we've been cutting this country and a lot of countries have been cutting their funding for public science. Um, so the only people who pay for science are businesses and that kind of science has goals of control and they're not always altruistic goals. Um, if you want altruistic science that is just for the betterment of humanity, vote for more public science money, <laughs> um, vote for things like the large hydron collider. Um, like in America, we were going to have one that was bigger, the superconducting super collider, um, and it got really close to completion and we shut it down due to budget cuts and like, the, and it only needed like $2 billion more and we'd already sunk $15 billion into it or something crazy like that. Um, so there is forms, there is ways to do science that are just truly altruistic, truly for the love of bettering humanity. Um, it's just, they need, we need political support and we need society to get behind it. So vote for that too. It make me happy. y'all can tell that ian is legit passionate about technology (laughs) he does not play um uh what about you yvonne or uh, david do you guys have anything to say um i think that we covered it all yeah Yeah, (laughs) i think so too um stan do you have any last minute words well um, this was a great conversation. Nice yes, to meet you, Ian. Was. I'm pretty sure we'll we'll touch base after this this is over <laughs> and have further conversation on this and Freddie as well too and all of you guys. Um, I wish all of you guys the best with your um, schooling, all three of you um, outside of Ian right now, who's you know where I want to be, SpaceX. <laughs> um, so definitely, uh, good luck with your thesis and everything that you have you guys have going on. Um, and as you get into the field, remember, do this for the betterment of humanity. Um, I know the money will come and all that and, you know, tell the big businesses no, which will be hard to do, but still, um, we kind of have to drive that. Well, tell me you no. can make a lot of money trying to save the world. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. And, uh, and as always, if you guys haven't 
spoken to anybody as far as like friends, family members, uh, do your best to give them a call, see how they're doing, what's going on with them. Make sure your people are all okay because mental health, mental illness and all this other stuff that is, that is going on now, we have to check on each other and making sure and showing people that technology actually works because we're using it to, you know, make sure everybody's good. So that yeah. is my last word for today. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Um, the last thing that I want to say is I truly appreciate each and every one of you guys' perspective. Um, I've definitely learned a lot. And I hope our viewers, if you are watching this episode, I really do hope that you get this opportunity to um, also have learned a lot and gain a lot of knowledge, but also be open-minded. You know, if you're not the type of person who's open-minded to technology and how it is actually growing us and moving us forward. Um, I hope you've listened to every perspective here tonight and that might have changed your perspective on things. If it hasn't, um, I'm sorry, but I hope it did. <laughs> um, so David, I know you have a thesis coming up, so good luck with that. Um, Yvonne, Thank you. You're, you're, you're preparing for master's school. You're waiting to hear back, right? Master's right. program? Yeah. Okay. So um, let us know how that goes. Please let me know um, how that goes. And then, um, yeah. Freddie, you're definitely going to graduate. Don't say, I hope. You you have to graduate. <laughs> so um, <laughs> um, yeah. I hope everything is going well with you. And then uh, Ian just moved to uh, San Francisco. So I hope nice. that is going well. Uh, you started like your first week there. So I hope yep. everything is going well over there. So I thank you guys so much for uh, being part of uh, episode seven. With that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. On that note, live long and prosper. I'm stealing your things. How are you gonna steal my? <laughs> how are you gonna steal my? Yes, have word? a wonderful night. Oh wait, I don't know how to. Okay, this one. There it is. There it is. Yeah. My <laughs> fingers don't stick together. Whatever. Anyways, y'all get the point. <laughs> have a wonderful night, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, David. Thank you, Yvonne. Ian, appreciate you. Freddie, thank you so much. And um, all the best to you guys. Okay? Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah.